Welcome to episode two of the Team Poor Sport podcast. I'm Marcus, your host. As always, I'm joined by our expert, Vince. How's it going today, Vince? It's going great. How are you? Uh, you know, it's a beautiful Wednesday. You know, I got some waivers that I wanted. Got some, missed some waivers. Uh, you know, had some trade action happening. And you know what? It's a pretty good start to the week when you start one and out. Uh, Ryan, we also have joining us today. Uh, Ryan, fresh off his uh, top finish in our league this week. He's got to feel good with that 161. How's it going, Ryan? Good, good. How's it going? Uh, felt pretty good. Felt a little guilty doing that to Tim. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, when you have to play against a friend and you smash him, it feels good, but bittersweet. But it feels really good, I'm sure. Yeah, I feel like the good outweighs the bad. <laughs> <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. All right, guys. So, uh, as uh, as we'll do every week, we'll uh, get together on a on a Wednesday and uh, talk about you know the previous week, what happened, what happened on the waiver wire, uh, what we think is going to happen next week, and really break down the failures and uh, successes of the people in our league. Um, so let's uh, dive right into it, guys. All right. So first matchup I would like to talk about um, my team. <laughs> beat max my cousin so uh man i mean i really thought like it was kind of like a wavy game you know and uh oh there was definitely some ebbs and flows and like i you know going into monday night i felt pretty good um only having to go against derrick henry and uh he did not drop 30 burger on me and i and i definitely thought you know deontay johnson started with negative three points in the first half and i'm like oh my god like 90 percent to win and like it, i was like 99 before the game and i was like oh geez um but i did uh manage to dig out the game uh some bright spots i definitely saw i mean both of our quarterbacks were awesome uh and man doesn't kyler look good vince what do you think about kyler murray this year man he looks so good it's finally it feels good to be a cardinals fan again i actually want to watch the games but yeah i mean he kind of picked up where he left off uh kind of the second half of last year. Um, there's a lot of continuity with that team. Um, but, yeah, they're looking looking real good against uh, the 49ers there. I mean, Cliff Kingsbury, I mean, I guess he had the second year, and uh, he got his guy when he wanted his guy. He said Kyler Murray would be his guy, and he got him. And, uh, man, did he look way more dynamic running the ball than I had expected. And, you know, we talked about those high upside guys, the, the top seven quarterbacks that could use their legs to really put some points on. And, man, Kyler came to show. Uh, we also had Mahomes for Max had a great game. And, you know, when you have the number one quarterback, you expect them to have a great game. And that's why Vince always says quarterback's flat and you can get those kind of points in any round. Uh, so, but, you know, Mahomes came through. And then uh, definitely running backs coming through on both sides, you know, with uh, – you know, Clyde Edwards Lair having a great game, Derrick Henry having a great game. Um, Jonathan Taylor. But can we talk about Jonathan Taylor, guys? Because man, it really, really feels good um to get Jonathan Taylor uh when I got Jonathan Taylor, um, and to have Marlon Mack out for the season. Whew, feels good to have three RB ones, guys. Uh what do you think, Ryan? <laughs> That's uh, uh Fortunate for you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, those are the ebbs and flows of fantasy football, my friend. Um, 
I mean, I was looking at I was looking at Max's team when I was kind of analyzing uh, uh, these weeks and looked at his bench and looked at what his lineup and he's got a ton of youth and I mean he had Ruggs playing well and then left the game early and I'm really excited for Henry Ruggs, Vince. Really excited. What did you see that you really liked from Henry Ruggs? I mean, they got him involved uh, early and often. Um, even though he only had three catches for 66 yards, like you can just tell they're they're trying to um, work him in um, with their car there. But yeah, I mean, they kept saying that the rookies are going to have a slow start, but I mean, looking around, including Ruggs and all the other guys, it doesn't really seem too slow to me. Yeah, you definitely think about like coronavirus and like how it impacted preseason, no preseason and training camp. And every analyst out there was saying, hey, man, these rookies might be dangerous uh, to pick up because they need some time. Um, and it looks like maybe these guys, maybe this wide receiver class of Rug Slam Judy could be really, really good this year. Um, keep going. I mean, uh, Derrick Henry, 30 touches week one. And I remember us talking about it, Vince, and I was thinking, man, Derrick Henry has 400 touches again and makes it through the season unscathed. Is there, is there any way that this happens, Ryan? Is there any way you can see Derrick Henry surviving the season with another 400 touches? Uh, I mean, uh, he's kind of a freak, so it's, uh, it's not out of the realm. Uh, it, uh, he's off to a – off to one heck of a start already 30 touches like you said you keep that up I don't know but uh he could be scary I know that you have him in one of your uh I, I do uh, so kind of kind of kind of hoping he uh, hangs around for the whole season in another league of mine uh for sure uh put up monster points for me in that uh in that league yeah I believe he if there's any running I believe he went 1.8 in our league, and I remember, you know, kind of liking it um, uh, at the time. But, yeah, I mean, if they're going to keep using him the way that they're using him, uh, I know Darrington Evans, um, I think he was either hurt, so he wasn't really in the picture. I don't remember if he played or not, but, I mean, he's the guy there. I mean, if they can get him involved in the passing game and that kind of thing, um, yeah, he's absolutely going to return his value. Yeah, he had three catches. Uh, this week. And actually, uh, I think that's the most that he had all of last season. So if he's already hit his max of three catches, and uh, if he can get three catches a game, I mean, yeah, I agree. Big return on Derrick Henry, but. Man. Three catches a game for 16 games, that's 48 catches. That's absolutely uh -huh. uh, top running back there. Absolutely, especially in a format with uh, half point PPR, half point first down, as we always talk about. That's what our league setting is. Uh, moving on. Uh, let's get into your game, Vince. Vince, you, uh, you were able to beat George. Uh, talk a little bit about that matchup for me. Yeah, I mean, feels good. Josh Allen uh, did exactly what I thought he was going to do against the Jets, the poor, poor Jets. Um, another big, big bright spot for me was Calvin Ridley dropping nine catches, 129 yards, and two touchdowns against the Seahawks. Uh, a, lot, a lot of that came late, but uh, points still count, Bob. So, um, but yeah, uh, he had Russell Wilson that got 37 points, um, dropping big numbers there. Um, but yeah, I was able to get the win. Yeah, you look at that Russell Wilson, uh, 30, you know, 35 points from Russell, 37 points you said from Russell Wilson. And then he had Cam on his bench with another 28 points. 
And uh, it's nice to have two quarterbacks like that. I mean, you got to think that George is going to have to look to improve these running backs. I mean, Saquon Barkley, it might not be enough. I mean, you look at Mark Ingram putting out 2.9 points, James White with 6.7. I mean, he did leave Adrian Peterson and Kareem Hunt on his bench, and both of them had uh, double-digit points. So um, maybe it was just some poor management, Vince. Maybe you just got lucky. Uh, (laughs) No, I mean – Great guys. I mean, you're – I think not playing Adrian Peterson is fine. I mean, we didn't know what we were getting out of that backfield. I mean Mm – they said he was going to play, but you have three guys there. We didn't know how it was going to look, so I don't really fault him there. I mean, Kareem Hunt against Baltimore. Baltimore's defense is, is nothing to sleep on. So, I mean, like – Kareem Hunt he, did he great got, against them last year, both times they played. Yeah, I mean – The same defense pretty much. Um, and, you know, maybe maybe not Mark Ingram, but, I mean, I think you can definitely make a case for James White uh, to play Kareem Hunt over James White. I mean, I'm not. I can see why he started him. Is what is basically what I'm getting at. Like, you have two guys that were on the same team as last year. You know, Adrian Peterson's on the new team. Like, Kareem Hunt. You don't. We don't know what the Browns are going to be. Too. You know, are they going to be that post-type sleeper? Are they just going to, you know, roll over and just not do anything? Because if that's the case, you know, he's not getting those touchdowns if they can't move the ball. I'm excited about Cream Hunt. So, George, you hear me? If uh, you want to trade Cream Hunt, I'm here for you, bud. Um, <laughs> uh, LaVisca Chenault, another guy, guy that uh, had a pretty good showing uh, week one, and I know that was a guy that Vince was really high on. Uh, really excited to see LaVisca Chenault some more. I mean, uh, Gardner Minshew only threw 20 passes and uh, pretty looked pretty sharp in those passes, but definitely spread the ball around more than I thought he would. I thought that it was going to be a lot of DJ Chark. I didn't think that, you know, you know, the third round rookie would really get that much work. Um, but, but boy, they worked him in right away. Um, I thought that, you know, all three of uh, the Jaguars receivers looked pretty well, pretty good. And uh, I thought Gardner Minshew looked really good too. So exciting things for the Gardner Minshew owner. Who's that Gardner Minshew owner, Vince? Do you even remember? Um, probably you, I guess, by the way that you're asking. Quick thing uh, that I wanted to point out, though, was quarterbacks. Um, We kind of talked about it in the draft structure when we did the draft recap. So Russell Wilson scored 37 points. He was picked in the third round with the second pick. Uh, I had Josh Allen, who had 33 points uh, and was picked in the 10th round. Um, No, that's not a humble brag, but, you know, uh, he picked Cam Newton in the 13th round, who had 28 points. I mean, you know... Yeah, 10 points is going to make you that difference, but is it really worth that high of a pick when, you know, you can get a more solid running back or a wide receiver? Uh, Well, there's a lot of value uh, at quarterback, I feel. Uh, it's kind of something I've noticed in the few years I've been doing fantasy. I mean, you know, every year, year in, year out, you, you can pick somebody up in that, like, 8, 10, 11, 12 for round, sometimes even, and you're, you're still getting on a decent, you know, 20 points on average. I feel like, you know, I've, I've never felt uh, robbed by not taking, like, one of those, like, top two, like Mahomes or Lamar. Um, I mean, coincidentally, I did get Lamar in a different league, but <laughs> uh, he was just there. But, uh, yeah, no, nah, I've never put too much on, on quarterback. I mean, I mean, it shows the success. Uh, I mean, just look at – I mean, we're going to be getting into your game shortly, Ryan, but 
it mm-hmm. really shows the success of that waiting on quarterback. Um, so let's let's hop right into it. Uh, Ryan, I mean, we talked about it a little bit. Uh, put up 161, led the league, uh, led the week, and it was really behind that strong tandem that you got of uh, Aaron Rodgers and uh, Devontae Adams. And I mean, really goes to show about the waiting on quarterback. I mean, wow, both these guys put up over 30 points. Yeah, uh, it, I, it had uh, uh, some pretty good options. I mean, uh, Rodgers was definitely the way I went. Uh, I, I didn't expect, you know, <laughs> four touchdowns and just shy of 400 yards. But, you know, you had I had him, I had Adams. Uh, apparently he's still uh, he's still got it. Hopefully he can do that a few more times. <laughs> playing the oh, yeah. they're playing the Jets this week. Uh, I'm feeling pretty good about that. <laughs> yeah, I mean uh, definitely the the biggest uh, contributors there. I mean uh, picking up Mostert, um, he, he ended up putting up 23 points, four receptions, 151 yards. It's pretty good. Uh, Mari Cooper contributed. Dallas Goddard. Um, that kind of worked. Out. <laughs> that, was, that was a double whammy because uh, <laughs> every catch he got was one Ertz didn't, which is who Tim uh, started. <laughs> oh, well, how that went? I mean, that had to be driving Tim crazy having Ertz on the other end. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, first touchdown. Yeah, you got the touchdown at first. I was like, right, it's probably going to be a big Ertz game. No, no, it went the other way. Yeah, they started the Vikings defense, which kind of <laughs> triple whammy the uh, Rodgers day. <laughs> oh yeah, the Vikings D. What, yeah, <laughs> what was it? Negative two points. Yeah, yeah, just uh, yeah, negative two points. It's crazy. Oh. <laughs> so you had Rodgers and Adams just punching down the Vikings every time they went hard. <laughs> oh man, yeah, <laughs> scary. I mean, I you never want to look at who you're playing against when you're setting your lineup. You just want to play your best guys. You know. Yeah. I mean, um, yeah, that hurts. a really bad matchup or something, but yeah, I mean, it, it just kind of uh, worked out <laughs> for me. <laughs> wow, wow! I mean, that just has to feel really, really good. Um, some, some, uh, some things about Tim's team. I thought, you know, I thought obviously, you know, Dak had a, a good game, but I felt like every team's quarterback in the league had a decent game. Um, mm-hmm. Talked about that a little bit. Um, Christian McCaffrey was Christian McCaffrey. I mean, two touchdowns, and it, and it honestly, both those touchdowns were seemed like he was fortunate to get them. It it seemed like it was more of a case of, you know, touchdowns are have a certain amount of luck to them. Um, mm-hmm. yeah. But if you watched it, they were kind of dumb ball passes uh, close to the goal line. Um, but you know, I, I felt like you know he hit. He did have some hits, Vince, and uh, you were talking about uh, his hits a little bit. Maybe you can talk about Tim's hits. Oh, yeah, for sure. So, I mean, in the draft, you know, obviously we like Christian McCaffrey. We like the Julio Jones. So, those guys smashed. Uh, quarterback, you know, 20.3 points, um, but didn't really hit. But, I mean, it's kind of hard to fault his team when Ryan here put up 161. Um, I mean, even looking at his bench, you know, he could have played Darius Slayton. But, overall, I don't think the team would have gotten there anyway. Um, but, yeah, I mean, Brandon Cooks, three points. Um and then less than 10 points for both uh, Montgomery and Sanders. Um, yeah, I mean, it's just hard to when you're playing against the, the top score of 161. Yep, absolutely. I mean, you even check his optimum. I mean, the optimum lineup he could have set would have been for 134 points. I mean, so not even close. And then, uh, 
you know, Ryan, obviously your optimum was 171. And I, and I mean, you can't ask for much more than be pretty damn close to your optimum and to lead the league. So again, it was nice. I mean, it was coincidental to have you on that you had that you led the league in points, but, uh, but uh, it's nice to have you on when you, when you smash that hard. There were some, uh, I mean, there were some people that were out though. And I really thought that that was kind of nice. I mean, you had, you know, who might've been your number two or number three wide receiver that stable. I mean, not having Cortland Sutton. Mm -hmm. Is that something that you're worried about? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, kind of expected him to, to be a bit more, uh, well, I mean, you know, to be a contributor at all, being out with, uh, I think what's a shoulder issue he's got. Um, you know, I, I took him as one of the top, I think it was like a round three or four, oh, two or three pick, I think it was, because I, I did the back-to-back. -back. But, um, you know, definitely was hoping to get more out of him. And I, I, I definitely uh, I slept on uh, J.K. Dobbins. Uh, could have uh, could have plugged him in and, and, and uh, picked up a little extra. Um, kind of ended up going with uh, uh, Jerry Judy, uh, you know, in place of Sutton kind of thought he would pick up a little more, but not, not a bad first game, you know, 56 yards, four receptions. Not terrible. Um, hopefully kind of goes up from there or, or Sutton, you know, gets back in the lineup. Well, it'd be nice to have nice. It's nice that you have that Jerry Judy insurance. Um, yeah. You have Gordon Sutton. Uh, I mean, you started Boston Scott and that was another one of those players that uh, midweek everyone was high on uh, Boston Scott when Miles Sanders got ruled out. And, I thought there'd be a lot more volume there, uh, yeah. you know, especially with Sanders not in. But but the Eagles just looked really bad, man. I mean, that's yeah. what it was, Vince. I mean, Vince, what did you think? I mean, did you watch the Eagles-Washington game? They just looked not good. I love Antonio Gibson this year. So, yes, I was watching that game. Uh, and, yes, I was sad. Um, but, yeah, the I mean, we kind of saw the Eagles O-line just, just non-existent pretty much. Um, I thought Boston Scott would do a little bit more than what he did. Uh, I did play him in DraftKings uh, because of that. Um, but, yeah, I mean, it was just kind of tough for that for that whole situation. <clears throat> Excuse me, I was looking it up. Yeah, you took Sutton in the third round. Um, so, yeah, for sure, that would have definitely helped you out. But a question I have, well, I mean, kind of an observation and a question I have for you, Ryan, is you were able to get so much value late. You know, we were talking about Rodgers, who you got uh, in the 12th round, um, mm -hmm. putting up 36 points. You know, Dallas Goddard, you know, you got in the 14th round, and you started both of them over, you know, Wentz, which I could understand, and then you drafted – so you drafted Hooper in the 6th and then, you know, Wentz in the 7th. So you started those later guys that you got late um, and started them over, uh, which is kind of a nice thing. But, yeah, kind of tell us, you know, if you have any, like, observations or kind of what you're thinking, you know, starting those guys. Truthfully, uh, I went with Rodgers over Wentz uh, when I had heard Lane Johnson was not playing. Um, it it kind of just solidified the idea that the O-line for the Eagles was going to be a revolving door. And, unfortunately, that came to pass. But, um, you know, uh, between that and having Adams kind of, just doubled down on, you know, hope and production from a, one of my main guys. Um, worked out in my favor for sure. Um, and uh, and truthfully, uh, you know, Baltimore, they had a pretty good defense last year and playing the Browns just seemed like a, 
a recipe for disappointment. You know, I didn't know what to expect from Austin Hooper, even though, you know, they had him, I think, ranked a little, a little higher than, uh, a good bit higher than, than, uh, than uh, Goddard. But, uh, yeah, it was, it was kind of um, just uh, matchups, really, that went into picking who to start and well, worked out in my favor. <laughs> Heck yeah, it did. I mean, I think you hit the nail right on the head. I mean, I was waiting for you to say Lane Johnson. And you said his name in the first, like, five words. Um, man, how important the offensive line is to the quarterback play, to the running back play. I mean, no Miles Sanders, no Lane Johnson. And then, of course, uh, Carson Wentz gets sacked eight times. Yeah, you were right, man. Hit it, hit it right on the head, and there was a lot of Dallas Goddard. There was a ton of Dallas Goddard. So, I mean, you're looking like a genius over there. So, really nice job. Yeah, yeah. yeah Better to be lucky than good sometimes. I mean, uh, <laughs> I, yeah, I expect you know. decent numbers. Yeah. Yeah, what, he had, like, what, eight catches for – Hundred yards and a touchdown or something. Yep. Nuts. <laughs> All right, moving on. Uh, let's go into uh, uh, Mike L, who uh, ended up beating Sean. And Sean's team, uh, I mean, didn't start hot. I mean, he started super hot Thursday night. He had a nice showing from Dave Johnson, and we were dogging David Johnson a little bit last week, Vince. Um, and he played pretty well. And I think that a lot of uh, you know, obviously Duke Johnson uh, leaving the game. I mean, Dave Johnson left the game briefly for a rest and then came back, and then Duke Johnson left the game for the rest of the game. So uh, got some good running back play, and then he had the same exact thing happen with Melvin Gordon, where Melvin Gordon, he, you know, rolled him out there as his number two pick that we dogged him for, and then Philip Lindsay has the turf toe inch issue, and then uh, Melvin Gordon ends up vulturing a one-yard touchdown and saves his day. So it was like, you know, it ended up looking like, hey, Sean's, Sean's running backs actually produced pretty well, but a lot of it had to do with, you know, circumstance and some lucky touchdowns. But then there were some really unfortunate things happening, losing Michael Thomas. And uh, Vince, talk to me about what, it, what it's like when you lose your number one pick lead one. When you lose, I mean, it's just hard to come, come back from. I mean, you can't really replace Michael Thomas. I mean, really anybody in the first round. Um, but, yeah, they said a high, high ankle sprain which, you know, is probably going to be at least three to four weeks, probably longer. Uh, even if he does come back sooner, we've seen it numerous times where just guys don't play the same, you know, as they did before or, you know, when they're 100%. Um, so really, I mean, that's, I mean, that's the big blow here, you know, not only getting the loss, but losing your first round pick. You know, you think when you take a receiver in the first round, you know, you have that stability. But, yeah, I mean, unfortunately, this happens. Uh, to touch on the running backs, you know, David Johnson, I mean, he already got hurt in the first game. It's only been one week, so I, I stand by, you know, kind of not liking that pick at the time. It's not that I didn't like that pick. It's that he took David Johnson and Melvin Gordon, which I think they're the same player, uh, which you kind of mentioned. He Melvin got that lucky touchdown. Um if he doesn't get that, then, you know, it's a different story we're, we're talking about here. So, Yeah, then we went over and uh, looking at Mike's team, I mean, DeAndre Hopkins uh, smashed. I mean, he looked all, all the number one overall uh, wide receiver. Uh, and I know that I dogged a little bit for that pick and not knowing the landing spot. But, I mean, I didn't, I didn't think that Kyler Murray would only have eyes for DeAndre Hopkins. Makes me a little nervous for Christian Kirk. But I definitely thought that uh, DeAndre Hopkins uh, was awesome. Dalvin Cook was awesome. And the rest of his team was 
you know, they were average or, or below average, uh, you know, but they weren't, there was no like huge busts. Yeah. I mean, everybody was saying Hopkins is going to get, there's no way he's going to get that 27% market share like he did in Houston. And here he goes having, I think it was like 33, 35% of the market share. I mean, he's, he's just a true number one. Like he's just too talented to not get the ball in his hands. I'm not worried about Christian Kirk. Uh, I think Christian Kirk is going to have more up and down weeks. You know, it's kind of one of those guys you might not know when to start, at least in the beginning of the season. You know, maybe they put more attention towards D-Hop and, you know, Kirk gets free. Um, But, yeah, not really worried to there. But, yeah, I mean, Hopkins smashed for him. Then he also had Dalvin Cook against Green Bay. So, you know, Dalvin Cook was the only bright spot on that Minnesota team you know, getting 21.3 points for him, two touchdowns against Green Bay. And I also noticed that uh, Alexander Madison was super productive as well. And uh, uh, I think I saw a stat that he was split out wide over 10 times uh, week one, which is an encouraging sign because that means you might see some Madison and Cook on the field at the same time. Um, And then Madison ended up turning out a pretty good fantasy day too. So uh, nice to see that. I was just thinking about the – the Michael Thomas thing, and it keeps going through my brain. I don't know if you guys remember this, Ryan. You'll have to tell me if you remember this. Uh, Devontae Adams last year, I believe it was a primetime game. Mm-hmm. First half of the game, he's just going crazy over 100 yards and then uh, pulls up limp, uh, ends up being a high ankle sprain, leaves the game. And then I remember, you know, them saying it was only going to be one or two weeks, and it ended up being about six or seven weeks before we saw Devontae Adams again. And then in about another three or four weeks before he looked like Devontae Adams. I mean, it's a, you know, it's a concern anytime that kind of happens. I mean, anything like ankles, uh, yeah, like, like I said earlier, and that I think the, the time frame right now they're saying is like at least three, four weeks or whatever, but it could be very much half your season. When you come back, yeah, it does probably take a couple of weeks to even get back to yourself if you do it all for the season. So it's, it's rough. It's super rough. All right, uh, moving on. Uh, Bill, and I know that I think Bill was one of the team. Uh, Bill, I believe, uh, had a really good team, and I think Jacob Kate also had a really good team. And uh, Bill ended up winning, and uh, Josh Jacobs looked awesome, really, really awesome. I mean, I know they were talking up if he can get over 60 uh, – 60 receptions this year, how good he'll be. Um, and, man, he did look like a, a, a true bona fide, like maybe number two, three overall kind of player. Vince, if you had uh, Saquon Barkley, would you trade him for Josh Jacobs? Probably. Yeah. I mean, I love Jacobs. You know, coming into the draft, he was PFF's uh, number two running back, I believe. Um, but yeah, I mean, looking at his outing, 25 rushing attempts, 93 yards, three touchdowns, you know, four catches for 46 yards. I mean, that he was like another guy that they were talking about. It was like him and, you know, uh, Derek Henry just talking about if they can get those catches, that's really the only thing holding those guys back as being, you know, top five, top three running back. You know, if they, if they start getting those catches, then they're in that conversation with Saquon, with Elliott. So, yeah, I'm excited for, for Josh Jacobs. It's crazy. I didn't think, like, 
week one, we'd be able to make a call like that, but he did look really impressive. Was there anything, uh, same question for you, Ryan, would you take uh, uh, Josh Jacobs over Saquon Barkley if you had him? Yeah. Yeah, I would. Uh, I kind of production uh, just off one week, you know, it's, it's high there. And I know it's one week for Saquon and he's put up some some big numbers in the last couple of years, but um, I, I think there's more potential out of, uh, out of the Raiders, honestly, with, uh, definitely that. I think it's more about the team too. I definitely feel more confident about the Raiders than I do the Giants right now. Exactly. I'm not, I mean, I was never a big fan of, you know, Daniel Jones. Um, I've always kind of liked Derek Carr. Uh, you know, we kind of saw how those offenses play out, you know, like you said, it's week one, but yeah, I'm taking the better offense for sure. I mean, until, until Jones shows he can beat you, it's going to be kind of, all right, uh, Anthony Miller was another big bright spot uh, for Bill. I mean, he ended up uh, going with Anthony Miller to replace Kenny Galladay, who we lost. And, you know, they were playing it close to the vest, but that that in, that shoulder injury for Galladay, I think it'll keep him out more than one week. I think they just didn't want to reveal it, but it didn't look good. Uh, Vince, what do you think? Galladay back next week? Yeah, I mean, they kind of knew he was going to be out pretty, you know, um, like pretty early in the week. Uh, so that's not good. Uh, I can take a look and see the latest on him, but yeah, it's not a good sign. But I think Anthony Miller is definitely a guy that he can uh, continue to plug in. Uh, looking up his schedule now, they get the Giants next week. So even if he doesn't have Galladay, he can leave Miller in his lineup and just be completely fine with it. Yeah, it's definitely got to be a good feeling to have him. Um, and then, uh, Matty Ice, I mean, I want pieces of this Atlanta offense if it looks like it did Russell Gage and Calvin Ridley, Julio, Todd Gurley, Matt Ryan. I mean, Matt Ryan throwing 50 passes and 450 yards. I mean, Atlanta might be awesome this year for fantasy. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, they won't stop anybody, but they'll throw up some points in yards. Mm -hmm. And then uh, the Saints defense at 21 points. I mean – when your defense puts up that kind of work against uh, Tampa Bay, I mean, they did have a touchdown. Um, you know, they did get to Tom. And you could kind of tell that Tampa Bay wasn't really in sync. I mean, I really felt that, you know, there was that play, that interception that Brady threw over the middle where Evans just kind of stopped on his route and it was a timing route. And he just threw it right to the defender. And you could kind of just tell that Tom was just letting him have it. <laughs> After watching the tape, did either one of you guys catch that? Yeah, so uh, about that, so I heard Tom Brady actually said in one of the press conferences, because, you know, um, he ran one way and the ball was thrown the complete opposite way. And Tom Brady said, no, he ran the correct route. You know, that was on me. So, you know, even Tom Brady, as great as he is, he's still trying to, you know, learn this offense, pick up this offense, you know, get on the same page with his receivers. Yeah, it didn't look great, but with Tom Brady and Bruce Arians, I think they'll get it together. Yeah, are you excited about that uh, Tampa Bay offense, Ryan? Anything in there you want to get a piece of? Yeah, I mean, I, I had a feeling it might be a little bit of a rough road, um, but it doesn't, you know, stop you from picking them. I mean, you know, Evans got when They have a lot of firepower there, you know, and, and like you said, Brady's just learning a system, you know, that it's not like training camp was normal or anything. I mean, it's, it's a – I imagine it'll pick up and as the weeks go on. 
probably sooner than later. It's kind of hard to bet against Brady. <laughs> uh, um, yeah, I think you. I think you're right, Ryan. I think. Uh, well, I was seeing a stat that you know, obviously Tom Brady is the greatest of all time in uh, record after coming off of a loss. I mean, of course, silly stats like that you see on ESPN. Yeah. It's just like, yeah, yep. of course, yeah. he's the you know the best exactly. of all time. Exactly. He's been with the best coach of all time. I mean, and Bill Belichick's the best coach. I don't care what anyone says. He's yeah. the best coach. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Uh, and let's talk a little bit about what Vince called on the last episode, the steal of the draft, Juju Smith-Schuster. Um, and Juju Smith-Schuster, I mean, it took a little while for Big Ben to get moving. But once he did get moving, I mean, he only had eyes for Juju and Deontay Johnson. And Juju's production uh, was really off the charts. Vince, talk to me a little bit about Juju Smith-Schuster. Yeah, I mean, we know the talent's there. You know, I said on the first episode for the draft recap, if Big Ben is Big Ben, which it seems so far like he is, Juju is going to put up monster numbers every week. Um, So I'm excited about Juju. You know, it's nice. You know, he's a great guy uh, in real life, you know, great player. So it's, it's kind of like one of those things. Like it's, it's, it's really easy to root for that guy. Yeah. yeah, I mean, to get Juju uh, where they did, I don't remember where it was. I think it was the third or fourth round to get mm-hmm. that production. Like, that's going to be insane for them. Yep. I mean, Juju, I mean, I remember, uh, I don't know, Ryan, I don't know if you heard this report, but uh, Ben Roethlisberger said that it felt like he got hit by a car. Was it hit by a car after the game? He had been in a car accident. That's how bad his body hurt after week one. Did oh, you guys hear that? I, I didn't. I missed that. No, I, mean, I missed that maybe. Yeah, I, remember, I, I saw reading that today, and I'm like, oh, oh gosh. I mean, maybe this might be one of those. You know, I'm sure it's just you know he's uh, out of shape. I'm sure he's out, out for a year. You know, I mean, the yeah, he got thrown back in a good bit, but uh, I mean, yeah, he put up numbers, and that's what you wanted to see out of him. I mean, if he can, you know, stay healthy the whole season, you know, Juju is. And he, he took some hits too. He 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 yeah. took some licks. You know, he had he had some of those big Ben plays where you know he's 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 mm-hmm. you know so he gets hit but he's still up and you're like how's that guy still up and you're like oh it's big Ben. Uh, anyway, uh, a little bit more. Um, Evan Ingram, huge dud. Uh, I mean, if there was a sound effect for a fart noise, insert it here. Uh, huge dud from Evan Ingram and uh, you know Jamami's backup, Irv Smith, no better. Two catches for nine yards or one catch for 11 yards? Which one do you want to start, Vince? Which one of those guys? None of them. I mean, we talked about it during the draft. Like, why are we drafting Irv Smith when there's other tight ends out there? Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Uh, I'm, I'm pretty sure uh, Jake and Kate picked up some another tight end off the waiver wire, and, and I know we'll get to it. Um, also had to deal with that. You know, obviously, uh, Jake and Kate didn't have Miles Sanders. Um so that kind of sucked, you know, that definitely put them behind the eight ball. Um, you know, having Miles Sanders back next week, I'm sure will be good. I, I saw that he's already practicing. But Robbie Anderson on the bench, I mean, looked really, really good for Carolina. And, you know, I was kind of upset personally as a DJ Moore owner, how much uh, he ate into DJ Moore's target share. But, I mean, if they're spreading the ball around as much as they did with Curtis Samuel and Robbie Anderson, DJ Moore, I think the Carolina offense is going to be behind a lot. Uh, Ryan, did you get any chance to watch any of Carolina? And uh, do you I, think they're going to be terrible I, I, this year? I, I, I missed 
that game, but um, I, I do have DJ more in another league, so I kind of kept occasionally just checking in on uh, on stats. And uh, yeah, I was I was a little disappointed, but I'm I'm kind of hoping that uh, you know, if anything, I mean, it wasn't terrible production. Uh, Could have been a lot more. I expected more, but um, hopefully, it's a kind of a, a each week somebody uh, gets a little more love. Uh, they definitely seem to divvied up targets quite a bit. I mean, uh, Robbie Anderson definitely got the uh, line share. Then Curtis Samuel, I forget what he put up point-wise. I believe they were both – I think all three of them had nine targets. I might be wrong. Mm-hmm. Um, but it definitely seems like we're waiting to see who Teddy Bridgewater's favorite is. Uh, Vince, yeah. what do you think? Anything uh, DJ Moore owners need to worry about, speaking of me and Ryan? Um, I mean, we saw them spread the ball around. Uh, Curtis Samuel is a talent. They weren't able to get him the ball uh, a lot last year with Kyle Allen throwing the ball. They used him more than just a run down the field and get open and uh, for deep play, uh, which is good to see for him. Uh, as far as DJ Moore, though, it seems like there's other guys in town and Bridgewater is not afraid to spread the ball around. So the other two receivers are, I think, are talented enough to kind of take take some away from DJ Moore. And it seems like, you know, he's not going to have that ceiling as we kind of thought that he would. Dang, dang, dang. <laughs> and then also, uh, you know, Jake and Kate also had uh, AJ, AJ Green and Preston Williams both disappoint. I mean, I got to feel pretty good about Preston Williams. It seems like Devontae Parker's already banged up. Um, so maybe we see a little bit more um from Preston Williams and a little bit more from that Miami team do you think they're going to be calling for Tua after every single game in Miami Ryan you think they're already calling for Tua every game that ends in an L I'm sure some point this season we'll see him uh it's short of a, a large streak of Fitz magic. <laughs> uh, I'm sure we're going to be seeing Tua. You want to put a guess on what week you think you'll see Tua? Uh, six, seven, six. Vince, what do you got? Uh, yeah, about that. I don't know when their bye week is, but yeah, somewhere around there. Yeah, I mean, I'm just going to throw, I'm just going to throw a guess right into the fire and say week four. I think that we're going to see. I think that fans are going to get impatient and they're going to want to see Tua. Yeah, so they, they have their bye week, uh, week 11. Uh, looking at the schedule, yeah, I'll say after week five. They have San Fran after week five. Um, okay, yeah, that makes more sense. He does still have that hip, and I'm sure they're not right, hurrying and rushing back into San Francisco. They're probably <laughs> a tough team after that beating they took from the Arizona Cardinals. <laughs> Yo. Go Cardinals. Just kidding. I will never say that in real life. <laughs> uh, quick, right. going in. quick quick thing on AJ Green you know I know it wasn't a stellar performance um, but you know Joe Burrow first game uh, looked real good uh, you know he has that running ability AJ Green put up 5 for 51 looked at AJ Green uh, often against a really good Chargers defense um, so you know I'm, I'm very optimistic about AJ Green still as long as he can stay on the field yeah, it'll be interesting to see that game uh, tomorrow night, Vince. Um, and I wouldn't be surprised if the Bengals and punch the Browns right in the mouth. 
going into the last game, and that was Mike P beating Mikey. Man, I, I, I feel like I just missed on him, Adam Thielen, and I feel like, well, how did I not see this? But that target share was incredible. Ryan, were you big on Adam Thielen going into the season? Uh, yeah, I mean, he's, he's their top guy for sure. Um, Cousins goes to him often. And uh, in that game, like, where they were playing with Green Bay, you know, behind as, as much as they were, they're going to throw it, and he's going he's gonna to be the guy more often than not. So, I mean, you know, uh, six receptions, 100 yards, two TDs, 29 points. You can't – that's I, – I can't imagine it's going to be like that every week, but uh, I, 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 ex- I would expect solid numbers out of him. Yeah, I guess I just don't have anyone else, Vince. I mean, I know we were talking a little bit about uh, Justin Jefferson. Is there any other bright spot of that Minnesota Vikings uh, offense wide receiver-wise that we should be thinking about besides Adam Thielen? Alan Cook's going to catch a lot more passes. But, no, I don't think there is. (laughs) I think it's going to take a little while for Justin Jefferson to kind of to pick it up. You know, I do like Irv Smith there. I don't think he's going to be too involved, but I think they use some of the tight ends more. But I don't think the actual receivers are going to be guys. I don't think they have any guys that can step up. So I think it's just going to be a lot of Adam Thielen, maybe some more dump-offs to Dalvin Cook. And I don't know really much more after that. Uh, A lot of upside, too. I mean, Mike uh, also had the great hit with Will Fuller. And, man – I mean, I know that Vince, I know that's a guy that you were also really high on, Will Fuller. I mean, the opportunity uh, in Houston filling, I mean, he's obviously not going to fill DeAndre Hopkins' shoes. And I think that's kind of where I backed off. I was like, I saw the talent and I saw the injury history with Fuller. And I just couldn't justify picking a guy who hasn't been able to make it through a full season in his career. But man, did Fuller impress. Really, really uh, over 100 yards, over eight receptions big fourth down catch. I mean, he, you know, when Watson had to go to him, he went to him. It was really encouraging to me as someone that, you know, really liked what I saw from Will Fuller was he was getting some of those underneath routes, some of those five, seven yard routes, those hitch routes that that you're not used to seeing from Will Fuller. I'm used to seeing, you know, last year we saw a lot of Will Fuller burning down the sidelines, just beating, beating cornerbacks, right? You know, number two cornerbacks on the other side. That's got to be exciting for a Wolf Roller owner, right, Vince? Oh, yeah, absolutely. So I'm actually kind of sad that I was only able to get him in one league. But, yeah, I think that that's probably what I saw was the difference is they're using him more than the deep threat could play. You know, they, they ran him some underneath routes. Uh, I know he had uh, more of his projection, you know, later in the game. Um, but, yeah, I mean, Watson was looking to him uh, a lot. You know, he's the only receiver there that, you know, has been with the team. So, yeah, I think that that production is going to be there. Quarterback has that continuity with him. But, yeah, you know, eight catches, 112 yards. Um, and I think his ceiling is high, is higher than that, to be honest. I'm trying to – I was trying to look it up to see where he drafted him. Um, you know, I don't want to rely on, on him week to week. But if he's, like, your fourth guy, absolutely, that's, that's a steal. Um, and then I noticed that Mike P, I mean, he, he, I mean, he beat Mikey, but lost, you know, both of the guys that he had as his starting running backs uh, lost to some injury. I mean, Marlon Mack, we already know, you know, towards ACL, he's out for the season. And uh, James Conner, I mean, he could miss some time. Um, so that situation is not good. 
the tight end situation for Mike is dicey at best. I mean, what taking a look at his uh, tight ends, Ryan, what do you think? Am I wrong in thinking that him rolling out Rob Gronkowski and Eric Ebron is a secret to success? <laughs> Uh, it's a, it's a risky business. <laughs> I mean, I guess uh, as the season goes on, I mean, you know, Gronk is familiar with Tom Brady. It's one of the few targets he's going to have when he's on the field anyway, you know, that there's some, you know, familiarity from any kind of get go, but hasn't played in a year. <laughs> I wasn't a fan of, of Ebron. It's, it's sketchy. It's sketchy. It's sketchy. Um, and then, uh, but he still managed to get the win. And uh, I think the wide receiver play, I mean, he had, he had Lamar Jackson. I mean, like we talked about, pretty much everyone's quarterback hit. So when that happens, you're looking at the other positions. Um, and his wide receivers just kind of carried him through. And then on the other side, Mikey, a solid outing from Aaron Jones. Uh, you know, Travis Kelsey, he rolled out Brady, who was fine and got over 20 points. Um, but most of his players were – below average and then the running back situation there and uh guys i don't know if you could take a look at that running back room uh that mikey has and it is probably the worst one in our league uh vince uh talk to me a little bit about uh these running backs we're talking daryl williams daryl henderson uh philip Lindsay, who is now out with turf toe uh fernand aaron jones I mean, I'm looking at his team, and I'm also looking at his draft. So his draft, uh, he got Aaron Jones at 111. The next running back he got was Fournette. This was before Fournette went to Tampa Bay. And then he didn't grab a running back until the end of the ninth round. So, yeah, I mean, you know, looking at the guys that he has, you know, uh, Philip Lindsay, who I like a lot, you know, he's out now, unfortunately. Uh, Darrell Henderson, you know, only got six yards uh, against Dallas. Uh, Darrell Williams seems like a backup. It was a kind of a guy I was, you know, pretty excited about going into week one, um, not expecting Clyde Edwards Hilaire to get such a big role, but we kind of see how that played out. Um, mm. But yeah, mm. I mean, when you got, you know, nobody behind Aaron Jones, uh, it's it's going to be tough for you going going through. Hey, you can't, I mean, going zero RB, you got it, you got it, or – I mean, as close to zero RB as pretty much you can uh, with only one running back in that many rounds. Uh, you got to really hit on those late guys. And, uh, you know, I, I know that Vince is a big fan of the R zero RB strategy, and I've seen some of his benches. And I think to myself, man, that is a rough bench. Well, he didn't go zero RB. He thought that he was good with Aaron Jones and Leonard Fournette when he was on Jacksonville. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's right. And then he got busted. But like, just that was another things. reason that we really didn't like Leonard Fournette, right, Vince? I mean, there was talk about about Jacksonville just straight out cutting him and that he mm -hmm. wasn't happy there. And we yeah. talked about it on the last podcast. I mean, you dra he drafted Leonard Fournette, and that was a mistake. And, I mean, uh, that's all there is to it. I mean, you, 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 can, you can say all you want, oh, it, it, this happened or that happened. But, you know, if he never drafted Leonard Fournette, he wouldn't be in this spot. That's all I have to say about that. Um, but Travis Kelsey, awesome. I mean, and it just goes to show, I'm just scrolling through these guys' teams and their matchup, right? Ryan Tannehill on the bench for Mike P, 22 points. Mm -hmm. Garoppolo on the bench for Mikey, 23 points. Like, nice. <laughs> I mean, it's week one. I mean, 
when we start getting later into the season and this is happening, then then I'm going to say that's, that's poor management. But guys are going to blow up in week one that are on your bench. It's going to happen. No, I'm just saying, like, the bat, us talking quarterbacks flat, right? To have oh, a yeah. quarterback scoring over 20 points. And these are the backup quarterbacks that these guys didn't start. And they're still, you know, serviceable guys. I mean, they're quarterbacks. I mean, you know, they started the right guys, but it was still like, you know what I mean? It's like those mm-hmm. are on your bench. You can't start both of them. Um, but, all right, moving on. Uh, I believe uh, – I think we touched on everything for those games. So real quick, guys, uh, I was hoping maybe we could t- discuss the waiver wire. And hopefully this is something that we can do every week, Vince, because I think it's interesting to see how people change their team from the beginning of the year. Uh, so the first uh, first claim was Mikey, um, and he picked up Malcolm Brown. And as a Rams fan, I will chime in on this because I watch a lot of the Rams Malcolm Brown is going to be the guy in the in the red zone, hundred percent. Like if it's in the green zone, like inside the ten yard line, it's going to be Malcolm Brown. He's a banger. He falls forward. He's exactly what Sean McVay wants from a banger. He wants those. He he doesn't care if Malcolm Brown gets dinged up. He doesn't care about that. He's not the scat back kind of guy. He's a downhill runner, and he's going to hurt hit you in the mouth. So Malcolm Brown. Uh, is going to get those touchdowns. Uh, he's going to have those two touchdown 50-yard games. It's going to happen. But Akers is going to win that job, and Daryl Henderson was non-existent in that game. So um, to drop Daryl Henderson, pick up Malcolm Brown, made perfect sense to me. Um, and then Max picks up uh, Corey Davis and Frank Gore. Uh, Vince, you got a second to chat with me about Corey Davis and Frank Gore. Frank Gore is the starting running back for the New York football Jets. <laughs> it's unreal. It is 2020, and I am saying that, and that is a true statement. I don't know what else to say, so I'll go to Corey Davis. Uh, Corey Davis, uh, I love as a player. Um, you know, he had a great week, so definitely um, a good pickup there, you know, going forward. But, yeah, I mean – this is why I was, you know, kind of sketchy on Le'Veon Bell. So let me think. So he, so, sorry, I'm just also trying to comprehend the stupidity of the whole situation. So Le'Veon Bell got hurt. He hurt. was out. Hurt? He was hurt. It didn't question, sound like he's question, hurt. Question mark. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Quotations. Right. So We're then air quotes here. Adam Gase puts him back in knowing full well that he could, you know, actually get hurt again and he gets hurt again. So then he re-aggravates it and now he's going to be out longer. So now Frank Gore is in. And they just signed Kalen Balaj. They couldn't be. Literally. It's just right? so bad. Kalen Balaj is so bad. He was bad with Adam Gaze on the Dolphin. I'm just, I'm done talking. Yeah, it's just too much negativity for me. I'm staying as far away from the Jets as possible. Okay, back on Corey Davis. And I heard it today. I saw he popped up on the injury report with the hamstring issue. Uh, so be that as you may. Uh, hamstring for everyone. It's, it's going to be the year of the hamstring injury with uh, COVID-19. There's just players are going to hurt their hamstrings. It's going to happen. Uh, Sean picks up MVS and Scott Miller. And I don't know a lot about Scott Miller or MVS. So Vince, I'm going to kick it to you. I know MBS uh, is third in the target share uh, offense of Green Bay. Uh, can you tell me a little bit about MBS and Scott Miller? 
Uh, MBS had some pop games before, but was just very inconsistent. And it seemed like Aaron Rodgers didn't really like throwing him the ball because he couldn't get his stuff together. Um, You know, being with the team longer now, I think maybe more there's some, you know, rapport with that. So, you know, it's a good speculative ad. You know, maybe he does more. Uh, It's going to be interesting. You know, Green Bay isn't going to be putting up these type of games every week, or at least I don't think that they will. So, you know, where do the chips fall? you know, when they don't score as much, you know, maybe Devante doesn't, you know, do as much. So, I mean, it could go either way. Um, I'm still a big Alan Lazard guy, but MVS could definitely get there. Scott Miller, um, honestly, I don't know too much about. I know he got a lot of camp buzz from Bruce Arians and that kind of thing. Uh, Somebody, um, you know, being behind Chris Godwin and Mike Evans. Uh, it's not looking good for Godwin. I mean, I know it's only we're recording this Wednesday night. They're already speculating that he's not going to play. So Scott Miller would, would fill in for him. Yeah, I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not feeling either one of those wide receivers. Tim picks up the Washington defense, and this is a funny one, Ryan. He drops Baker Mayfield. Uh, <laughs> picking up a defense and dropping Baker. Is that a statement or is that just ah, Baker? Uh, what do you think? Uh, that's that's uh, I mean, that's probably a, a, just a, an okay call there. I think. Uh, I mean, I'm not a big Baker fan. I had him in a league. I guess it was last year, and uh, he he didn't he didn't stay on my team for too long. It was it was rough go. Um, I mean, Washington's defensive front is is pretty nasty as as Wentz now knows uh, <laughs> all too well. Um, and I, I can't imagine they're going to do that to every team because, you know, I mean, obviously the Eagles line was what it was. Chase Young is a bad dude, guys. He is a bad yeah. dude. Uh, you know, <laughs> I think you're absolutely right. Hit it on the head. I think that Washington front's going to be scary with Chase Young at the helm. Jacob and Kate pick up Jordan Reed. Uh, not a tight end that I'm ever going to pick up again. He could end up on the Kansas City Chiefs, and I wouldn't pick him up. <laughs> he just can't stay healthy. Uh, uh, but I kind of see why Jacob and Kate would, would look for a tight end. Uh, but, uh, do you have anything uh, not negative that you want to say about Jordan Reed? Nope. Okay, moving on. Um, Mike P., uh, uh, picks up uh, Russell Gage, uh, dropping Marlon Mack. Uh, Russell Gage is a, one of those players, and I know I talked about him a little bit. He's a piece of that Matt Ryan offense. So I like any time you get a piece of a high-powered offense. I mean, we've seen it before. Some number three receivers can be really great if they're in a great offense. I mean, I remember many, many cookies ago where uh, Devontae Adams was a number three receiver in uh, Green Bay. That was crazy, right? Crazy to think about. Uh, do you think Russell Gage has the kind of potential uh, to kind of uh, ascend this lineup, Vince? I think he's going to be a good bi-week filler. You're not going to be able to rely on him week to week. I mean, we talked about Matt Ryan putting up 450 yards. I mean, he doesn't do that every week. Calvin Ridley's there. Julio Jones is there. I don't know if there's enough to kind of feed three guys, especially Russell Gage, just not really seeming like a guy that, you know, commands a lot of targets. So I think he'll be decent some weeks. Definitely not a reliable starter, though. Yeah. All right. And then, uh, Vince, you picked up Tennessee defense. Uh, I'm sure that's just you playing your – I'm going to pick up a defense this week that's going to have a good matchup. Sound about right? So I, I had the Chargers for week one. 
you know, going up against Joe Burrow there. Um, I really like the Tennessee defense as kind of a long-term play, which is not usually something I do. I mean, obviously they have Jacksonville this week, um, so it's going to be looking good. They have Minnesota the following week, so it's probably like a kind of wait and see. Like I want to see more of that defense um, because there's a lot of pieces on it that I do like. So we'll see if I kind of keep them or just, you know, keep flipping them out. And then uh, I picked up Benny Snell. I picked up Benny Snell. Um, I thought that watching the Pittsburgh game, I thought that Benny Snell looked like the more talented back. And when James Conner left the game, uh, I thought Benny Snell looked pretty awesome. And I think that if, uh, you know, James Conner misses any time, Benny Snell is the kind of guy that can win you a league. I then parlayed Benny Snell into a trade. And um, it's the first trade that we've had in our league, and I'll talk about it a little bit. So I reached out to Mike um, after picking up Benny Snell, and I really thought that Mike would pick up Benny Snell himself, but didn't. And uh, I, I really wanted to – I was looking at my lineup, and I feel like a couple spots that I really want to improve at um, is that wide receiver three and tight end that really, I mean, I'm not hundred percent sold on Tyler Higby. I would like to sure that up a little bit. And uh, Deontay Johnson having 10 targets was awesome, but I was kind of hoping to maybe upgrade at wide receiver. I felt really, really good about Paris Campbell. I thought that you kind of saw like what Keenan Allen did uh, for the chargers under Phillip rivers being that underneath guy. Um, he, and Paris Campbell looked awesome in that offense um, getting those kind of targets from Philip Rivers. And he did have a nice performance, especially uh, in this in this format. And then, so I decided, hey, let's throw this offer out. Maybe, maybe I can give you his backup and I can give you a guy on a team that I know he likes. I know that Mike's a, a Colts fan uh, for DJ Chark, who, uh, I mean, didn't see a lot of targets, but honestly, no one in Jacksonville saw a lot of targets. Like I said earlier, Gardner Minshew only threw 20 passes in the game against the Colts and uh, be that by design. I think that, that I think that he's only going to throw more than 20 passes every game. I think Gardner, I thought that James Robinson looked pretty good and I was happy to have him in every league I'm in, but I felt like the deal made sense for both teams. Uh, whether the deal was in my favor or his favor. Um, I mean, I'll let you guys decide that. And I know which way Vince is going to lean based on text messages that he sent me. But uh, I feel like the deal makes sense for both teams. Uh, first, I'm going to let Vince just absolutely let Mike have it, and then I'll let Ryan chime in. So, Vince, uh, talk to me about the trade. I don't like it. You know, it seems like Connor's going to be out. Even if he isn't out, uh, he's not a reliable guy. Um, so Snell is definitely going to be um, somebody that he's going to be able to plug in. I think it was a fair trade for just Paris Campbell. But when you're getting DJ Chark, too, like, are you kidding me? Like, how early was DJ Chart going in the drafts? Because he's a great player. Um, so the fact that you got both players is... is no, I traded Snell and Campbell for Chart. Oh, I'm sorry. I read this wrong. I apologize. Um, yeah, that's better. It's not uh, as bad then? Man, you really thought but, I got both DJ, players for but, Benny Snell? I, I'd still have rather have DJ Chart, though. I mean, he's yeah. still the best player at out of the trade. So, yeah, he's I mean, the best player out of the trade. I agree. He's the best player out of the trade. I'd rather have one good guy than two mediocre guys. All right. Uh, Ryan, where do you think? 
Uh, well, I mean, from a from a needs standpoint, you're 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 giving them something. I mean, obviously with Connor and Snell kind of being able to plug in, like you said, Shark's a pretty good receiver. I had him uh, in a league towards the latter half of last year. You know, I value. I guess you know, you definitely argued Shark is definitely the best there out of what you've got, but. You know, come, sometimes it comes down to what you need to fill out your roster. There's only so many receivers you can play. Um, I'd, I'd have to go back and look at the rest of his roster, what he had. But These are the kind of trades that, you know, any fantasy manager should really be looking for if you're trying to just upgrade a position um, is, you know, like a two-for-one trade where you can kind of get a little chop in. Sometimes they work out, sometimes they don't. But I feel like, uh, you know, I don't think it's – I don't think that it's – I don't think it's the worst thing. I think that Paris Campbell does have some upside. Um, and I do think that, like, I think maybe your dog and Paris Campbell a little bit, Vince. And I think that you just thought that I was getting both those players for Benny Snell. But moving on, uh, <laughs> looking at week two, Vince, and we're going to do this every week. We're going to – you and I are going to pick the winners, and you're going to tally it up because you're the stats guy. Um, and, uh, you know, we'll have our guests on, and they'll also – pick winners with us. So uh, Vince, let's talk about uh, week one, which I know you obviously destroyed me, but I believe it was four to one to two to three. Does that sound about right? I went two and three and you went four and one. Uh, yeah. So we had four of them that we picked the same thing. Um, so they were kind of a wash. And then oh, uh, there was two that we differed on and I won both of them. Um, okay. So I'm up two on you. So, yeah, so you're up two on me. So you have four wins. I have two wins. So, yeah, I was right with that. Okay, so um, so matchups for week two. The first matchup, and you know what? Actually, this time I'm going to look at some lineups and not just look at players. And and, and actually, maybe, maybe I'll uh, pick better uh, this week. Who knows? But uh, first matchup we'll talk about is uh, Mikey against George. Okay, so looking at these teams, I see – I see great quarterbacks on both sides. I see running backs looking very similar. I see wide receivers looking similar. I see, I see Georgia's got Chris Godwin, who's now in the concussion protocol. Uh, Saquon coming off a pretty weak game. Um, and, I mean, the, it's saying that, you know, Georgia's a 60% favorite, but, you know, you, don't, you can only go by, you know, the, the guy's got to make the plays. And uh, I think that – I think I'm going <sighs> to – I don't want to play contrarian. I think week two is too early to play contrarian. I think I'm still, I'm still going to go with my boy though. I think I'm going to go with uh, Mikey and uh, well, they're both my boys, but I'm going to go with Mikey week week for this uh, game. Uh, Vince, where are you going to go with? Yeah, I'm going with George. Okay. Uh, there's a lot more players there that I like. Uh, there's too many iffy guys, you know, like you said, Godwin might not play. If Godwin doesn't play, all of those guys outside of Russell Wilson and Mark Andrews are just meh. Those are George's guys you're talking about. Oh. Um, I don't know what I'm talking about then. <laughs> George. Sorry. I apologize. I was trying to look at these uh, while I was at work. Uh, I like the uh, Tom Brady side. Okay. So you're back. You're on Mikey now. Yes. Okay. <laughs> All right. That's Takesies Baxies. You have to say that you did Takesies Baxies. Right. <laughs> Ryan, moving on. Who do you like, Mikey or George? Uh, well, I um, I like Russell Wilson. 
I feel like that's going to – Mark Andrews. Yeah, there's, there's a couple question marks with Godwin. Um, I mean, Ingram did not have any real contribution last week. But uh, that's not, I guess, always going to be the case. But um, – We'll go it's only with, a matter uh, of time before Ingram has three touchdowns inside the five-yard line in one game. It will happen this season at least once. Uh, when I looked earlier, I, I, I went Griglitz. Uh, you know, I, I feel like uh, – I mean, I can't imagine – I don't know if Barkley's going to have a, a bigger game against uh, Chicago or not. But, I mean, Russell Wilson, there, there's potential. Oh, yeah. You going, George? Going Griglitz? Yeah. Yep. All right, so uh, that's two for D's Nuts and one for Griglitz. Great team names, guys. <laughs> <laughs> All right, the next one we're going to talk about is uh, Jake and Kate uh, versus uh, Mike P, and that's Jamami versus XFL round three. Uh, we're looking at Jamami as a 54% favorite as lineups are set right now. Um, looking at the teams, and uh, I talked a little bit about, I mean, we just got done, you know, basically picking apart Mike P's team. If, you know, Jamami's got Miles Sanders coming back, have Miles Sanders and Ezekiel Elliott, that wide receiver core, if they can fix the tight end position, I, I like, I'm i going to pick Jamami's team. I think that you're going to come out of this 0-1 hole, maybe uh, straighten it up at 1-1 and, and beat Mike and knock him down to 1-1. Uh, Ryan, where do you come off on this matchup? Uh, I, I'm, I'm with you, uh, Jamami. Uh, you know, choice. <laughs> I, I, I like Elliott. Uh, Watson, I feel like is gonna, you know, give you always some consistently, you know, twenty something points. I feel like more often than not, you talked about uh, Juju. You know, I, I think there's, I mean, especially the way lineups are set right now, I think that's just uh, that's probably where I would go. I mean, it's more potential. Vince, clean sweep. What you got? Yep. Yeah, it's a clean right, sweep. Clean sweep. Sure. We're going with your mommy. All right, Jake and Kate, don't disappoint. Um, Mike L against Bill, and this should be uh, a really good game. I think both these guys have really good teams. Uh, just looking at it, just a quick see-look-see. I mean, we all talked about how much we all love Josh Jacobs, and uh, I think Joe Mixon gets a big chance to turn it around. I mean, I like the running backs for both these teams are pretty even. The wide receiver cores look pretty pretty close. Tight ends look – I mean, everything is looking pretty close, guys. It's almost a coin flip. I mean, it has Mike as a 58% favorite, but I just feel like Bill's team is just going to be too much for uh, Mike L. So I'm going to go with Bill this week. Uh, Ryan, what do you got? Uh, I'm also going with Bill. Uh, You know, Jacobs, huge plus. Matt Ryan is, you know, I mean, you know, he's probably going to just have to throw quite a bit. Yeah, I mean, Nixon is you know, going to have a – there's there's better games ahead for him. And uh, I actually have Noah Fant in another league too and uh, kind of a surprise uh, with how much points. But with, I guess, Sutton out, you know, there's a high potential for some extra targets his way. Yeah, Noah Fant, I really, really like the opportunity. I agree with you. Um, so I definitely respect you also picking Bill. You got – I mean, the cool thing about, about this matchup is you, know, you got Matt Ryan on one side and you got Todd Gurley on the other. So Haggerly could, you know, vulture some, you know, some short yardage touchdowns that Matt Ryan couldn't cash in for. So that, that might be interesting. Uh, Vince, what way are you leaning towards in this matchup? I'm leaning towards Mike. Uh, All right. Looking at his team, you know, he has Drew Brees against the Raiders. 
I mean, that just seems like a smash game for him, even without Michael Thomas. Uh, it's on the road. Kind of, that's the kind of it doesn't matter. There's no fans there anyway. Um, yeah, I mean, Drew Brees is uh, or uh, the Saints are the team that where you want the quarterback, and especially in Drew Brees. Uh, he has Mike Evans. If Godwin doesn't play, that's that's going to be great for Evans. Gallup against Atlanta, that's going to be high scoring. I think that's going to be good for him. Uh, Hopkins, smash player. Dalvin Cook facing a better defense, but I still think he produces. And then Gurley, like you said. So going with Mike. All right. Ryan versus Max. All right. So looking at Ryan versus Max. I know a way Ryan's going to come out because you know what? You better be confident in your own squad. Um, but looking at looking at it, I mean, both of these guys have, have pretty darn good teams. But I was so excited with some of the things I saw from Ryan's players, and we talked about how good his uh, Rodgers-Adams combo looked. And if he got, if he got Cortland Sutton back and Dallas Goddard – looks anything like he did last week i think you're looking at a, at a two and zero start so i'm gonna go with uh ryan this week yeah <laughs> ryan you uh, going with yourself uh, I, I'm, I'm gonna bet on me <laughs> i love it i love it vince which way are you leaning uh i have football in the groin uh that's the one that I is that is ryan okay. all right so ryan, ryan sweet all right and then the game of the week uh, bragging rights be damned. Uh, Vince and I have been playing fantasy football together for a decade, and I want to say there was like three or four years where he did not beat me, and then last year he beat me twice um, and shut me up. So far, so far once this year. So Yeah, and so far once this year he beat me in another league, week one, and uh, he has told me that he feels like he's firing in all cylinders and he can't believe how accurate he's been this year. Uh... I'm going to go with myself because that's the kind of guy I am. I'm sure Vince is going to go with himself. So uh, the tiebreaker is going to be Ryan. Ryan, who are you going with? you like me or you like Vince? And not which one of us personally do you like? <laughs> football team do you think will be victorious this week? I mean, you guys were the hardest one to kind of, you know, pick one or the other. I mean, there's players on both sides. I'm a, I'm a big fan of Kamara. And uh, I actually like Josh Allen uh, a good bit. I had him in the league last year. <laughs> but, I can't. I just but, can't. Uh, <laughs> I can't talk about Josh Allen, seriously. I just think about the passes. Hey, points are points. I don't really care. like 10 feet above people's heads. And I'm like. It doesn't matter. He still gets those. If he's going to put a rushing touchdown in every week and throw for one, um, and, you know, whatever, I'll, I'll, I would take it. Uh, All right, so you're picking Vince. I get it. Well, you know, all I'm going to say is Josh Allen plays for the Buffalo Fantasy Giants because (laughs) (laughs) I think he just plays fantasy football and picks himself. Uh, uh, I think think that's it, guys. I mean, great show. Uh, Ryan, thank you so much for coming on. Um, I'm really looking forward to whooping that booty, Vince, like real, real bad. I hope that it starts early. I hope that it starts on Thursday. With uh, What do you got going on Thursday? You got anything uh, on Thursday, Vince? Uh, I have all Sunday players except for Kamara on Monday. Uh, and it looks like I also have all Sunday players. So Sunday's going to be fun. 
Um, I'm looking forward to Jonathan Taylor uh, showing everyone that he's going to be the best football player in, in fantasy next year uh, by just totally bringing that smash. And uh, I really hope that um, nothing good happens to any of your players. I hope he scores zero touchdowns. Um, <laughs> do you have anything that you want to say to me or to Ryan or to our wonderful audience? You better put up some big numbers because my team is dropping 140 this week at least. I mean, it wasn't 161, so I guess it's not so much. Ryan, any, any party shots? <laughs> you want to take a shot yeah. at your opponent this week? You got a chance. Uh, you know, I don't know. Tell Max what Rogers you're going to Come on. Rodgers and Adams. I'm, I'm doubling <laughs> down. They're playing, they're playing Detroit. Going for it. <laughs> you hear yeah, that, they're, Max? They're, is coming. They're second, their secondary is kind of gone. So, yeah, they're going to smash them in most likely. All right, I'm hoping, I'm hoping maybe we'll get Max on next week and he'll maybe have some revenge for you. Uh, not. <laughs> All right, guys, uh, great show. Uh, always great having, uh, having you, Vince, uh, bringing your expert analysis. And, Ryan, thanks for stopping in. Uh, guys, uh, had a great time. Have a great night, guys.